Season three, episode five, I think we're on. Season or chapter six, season. Fuck me. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Roll the theme music. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to Tea Time with Titans Extras, an Attack on Titan reaction podcast. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I can't keep calling it that. This is an Attack on Titan after show podcast. There we go. Where <laughs> we haven't really been drinking tea on this show, but I'm drinking coffee today, so that's kind of close. And today we watched the episode that came out two fucking day, and it's called Declaration of War, and it fucking slaps total ass. I don't know about you guys, but I was giggling like a baby throughout like the entirety of this episode. <laughs> I mean, you guys know what's going on. So my name yeah. is Sullivan Harris and I, Ben was staring at me because I wasn't doing the intro right. <laughs> I am Sullivan Harris. I have not read the manga, so this is all new to me. I'm Ben. I don't know if Sullivan said it, but I'll say it. I'm the beard, tits and ass titan. I'm the big schnoz titan. There it is. I'm drinking my Asian Harmony Pear Tea, I think it's called. Sounds phenomenal. Yeah, and I'm the mon- I'm one of the manga readers. And I'm Chris Rowe. I am the third person on this, and I am also a mango consumer. But even still, I was on the edge of my seat this entire episode, and it fucking, the whole runtime felt like a minute. God, it was just like a joy. It was just like fun to watch. We just got all this stuff that we've wanted so badly for the past five episodes and for some other things the past couple years. <laughs> Structurally, this episode is like pretty simple. We have kind of three fronts going on. So we have the storyline where Aaron and Reiner are having their confrontation in the basement, which is the crux of the episode and it rules. We have Willie's speech that he's doing, which is so elaborate and wonderful in so many ways. And then we have uh, fucking Piek and Gallier just getting thrown into a hole. <laughs> Yeah. One of those storylines is a lot funnier than the other two. And you get to see PX Simps. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love oh, PX yeah. Simps. The Panzer, the Panzer unit. unit. We heard that name in the first episode, right? But I think this is the first time we're like seeing them. PX basically carries like these like mounted guns on her back. And so there's like four mounted guns, and then there's people in those shooting. And they all have really fun designs. Like one of them has a like a red ascot or something, and they just are like all different shapes and sizes. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of dumpy. <laughs> I wonder how much they're going to come into play later. The fucking interaction where like Pia touches one of them. She gives him the a hug. Them, the rest of them get all upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny because it's like they all ride on her back. What more do you want? <laughs> I guess a hug would be nice. <sighs> Fuck, we should start with the Willy stuff, right? Because the Willy stuff is kind of a recap, I guess. You could say that, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot we didn't know, um, history-wise, yeah. uh, from Marley's perspective, but yeah. It's this interesting mix of, like, kind of going over the stuff we've already known in this fun and theatrical way, which 
a little bit reminded me of like the Ember Island Players episode of Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> like it's just like this fun, weird, big theatrical way of like refreshing us and then it, we also have like this new stuff mixed in like willie has been teasing this whole time we're gonna tell the truth you know and yeah it's like, oh, what's the truth and it's interesting like he mentions that the warhammer titan like memories are passed down from generation to generation and that's mm-hmm. what he says he's sharing now so it's like the same deal with like the fritz family and yeah what yep. we saw with all those people in the walls and also, like, Aaron seeing the memories of Grisha and, like, knowing the truth, mm-hmm. like, being like, I know this is the truth because I saw it. And so this, like, this truth that Willie is talking about is basically that. So we had, like, this legend that we got a couple, like, hints at earlier of that there was this Marlian hero named Helos who teamed up with the Tiber family to take down King Fritz and, like, shut him off to his little island. And, like, the truth of the scenario is that, like, King Fritz is the one that, like, chose by his himself to go to the island. And I don't know if this is new, but, like, the thing I found most fascinating about this entire speech was the idea that King Fritz basically, like, threw the rest of the world into turmoil kind of just to have this, like, false paradise. Yeah. Like, I know it's called Paradise, and I know that, like, we've gotten, like, hints of... Th- things like that but i feel like it hasn't been expressly stated that it was kind of like this selfish move that he wanted to like live in ignorance it's kind of um hinted at with uh at the end of season three part one when Mm -hmm. you see kenny's flashback with yuri and it's basically the same lines that yuri was giving that he's like Mm -hmm. i just want this moment of respite this like paradise that we live in okay yeah and that makes sense because it's like all the same it's king fritz's will uh manifesting through yuri's wishes yes and we even got to see that that flashback again too, which mm-hmm. was really that nice. very like that, that brief shot thing. of Kenny and Yuri sitting by the lake. I feel like we didn't know before that the Titan War was all the the different warrior titans, quote unquote, like were fighting each other. Yeah, so it seems to be implied that you know the Eldians kind of like conquered everywhere, and so mm-hmm. he said when they had no more enemies to turn they to, they turned on, on themselves. So it sounds like the way he describes it that there were. I want to say he said eight families of the Titans. Yeah, he did say eight mm-hmm. because King Fritz has the founding Titan that would be the ninth. There is a shot like during the play of the Great Titan War and it's usually like the players are bound by their eyes like they can't see. They each have a different weapon. Yeah, they're all blindfolded. And one of them's on all fours with a shield on his back, which I'm guessing means cart Titan. And I yeah. that's the only one. <laughs> There's that and the Warhammer Titan Good. and then the female Titan because there was Good one costuming. woman. All these things, like the the music being played, like on the horns and on the drums, like this diegetic music, and then also, like you said, like the bizarre costuming of like these actors on stage. I give Willie some points for the flair. I'm into it. <laughs> like, if I had to declare war on uh, a single person, I would also do it this way. I still feel fucking weird about Willie. Like, I don't understand him. I, like, on one hand, he's like. We're just get, we're gonna have world peace and we're gonna do it by blowing up the fucking island. Whereas like everything he was saying leading up to that kind of felt like we're gonna all become friends, you know. So I still don't know where this dude is coming from. Yeah. So the the, the conclusion he reaches in his play is he's like, I think it would have been better for Eldians to never have existed. And he has this um, inner monologue where he turns to his family and he's like, Everyone, watch. This is my way of atoning for the sins. 
And he also, he says, like, I wish we were all dead, but then he's also like, but at the same time, I don't want to die. He says the same line that Aaron (sighs) says, because I was born into this world. Aaron reacts to that, too. He, like, perks up and eyes Yeah, Aaron's eyes flash a bit. Oh, fuck, yeah, because that goes back to that thing where he said, like, we're all special because we were born into this world. Interesting. All right, a little callback. I mean, chronologically, Carla said it first, but we also, Aaron says it. When Armin oh, is waking right, him right. up out of the attack titan and like the Tross battle. Okay, so that makes sense. So Willy is an Eldian who strongly believes that the Eldians all should have just fucking died. Because we're kind of finding out that there is this gray area in the truth of like who is right and who is wrong. And it's the answer is nobody. Like the Eldians did kind of suck. And then. And so what you're saying is know. that. The truth is, is that everyone, because like the belief before that was King Fritz didn't destroy the world because we don't know. There's no, mm-hmm. we don't really is no reason. And now uh, Willie is giving the reason saying King Fritz is the reason we haven't been destroyed. It was King Fritz's will that right. he hasn't taken the millions of titans on the island and crushed the world. And that's when he turns it on Aaron Yeager by saying yeah. Aaron has is somebody who uh, subverts this ideology or something, he says. I mean, he basically just says like, and there is one person who can still blow us up with colossal titans, and that's Aaron Yeager, so let's all get in a boat and kill him. Yeah, <laughs> good declaration. Yep. Good declaration. Yeah, I guess that's basically... What happens on the Willy end of things? We have the scene where Reiner's mother meets with Annie's father, I think yeah. it was. Mr. Leonhardt. Yes. And that was a, a nice little thing. Yeah, they talk about uh, Mr. Hoover, too, who recently passed yeah. away. I wonder what they're trying to hint at here. Because there's a cynical part of me that's like Annie's dad saying, oh, I know she's still alive and well. <laughs> I mean, she's definitely not still alive and well. <laughs> But then maybe that could just be hinting at the nice thing of Annie still being alive. It's almost, you know, the way it's like denial, you know, like I know Annie's still alive because she promised she'd come home. Um, That's kind of the sense. Uh, But all we know about Annie is she's in a crystal and that was the end of season yeah. one. And that's pretty much all we've seen of her. And we still have like this huge open story arc with her. Like her arc for all intents and purposes has not been completed. We have all this stuff with her dad's flashbacks, which I guess it's interesting to finally see her dad. And he's kind of like this feeble old man. Like it's been a couple years, but still in the flashbacks, she seemed to have been like pretty intimidated by him. And so that whole door is still open, which is kind of the only reason I'm thinking she might still be alive. But I mean, also the ending of this episode subverted my expectations quite a bit. So, like, as far as the Galliard and PX side of things, it is literally just they get pulled out of this <laughs> show by a couple guards, and yeah. then the guard uh, drops them down a hole. Yeah, before that, they they actually took Ze- Zeke too, and then they sent Zeke somewhere else. Oh, I forgot about that. I wonder if Zeke got dropped down a hole as well. They fucking just have them walk into this room, and then they pull a lever... In Looney Tunes style, they fall into a giant well. Yeah, I mean, that's the same strat. That's the same strat they were trying to use on Ani. If you take her underground, she can't transform because she'll go squish. No, it's it's genius. It's just really funny and a very <laughs> strange tonal shift. It's true. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if we got the line this episode or if we'll get it next episode, but um, Piek has a line like something along the lines like, this is specifically like a Titan shifter trap. Oh, yeah. She says that. She's like, we would kill each other if we tried to transform here. 
That guard has got to be Armin, I'm thinking. We get this very obvious, like, undershot of, like, looking up his helmet, and we see, like, some bright yellow hair, and I don't know any other character that has bright yellow hair. So I'm feeling like that. I'm feeling confident that that, that guy's Armin. And it we also have, like, Connie. the intro. I guess it could be Connie. Connie grew his hair out. With his hair grown out. <laughs> Fuck, what color hair would Connie have with his hair grown out? It's blonde. Purple. Is it? <laughs> purple. Piek has the line where she's like, I've seen you all before. And mm -hmm. she can't place it, though. Because she's like, I saw you when we were, like, off in some place, you know? So it's not like... If this is Armin, Armin has not been in Liberia. Like, he has been out somewhere else, and he just recently has come here. Um, which, like, ties back to all the letters that Aaron has sent, which we'll get into now, I guess, because we should talk about... The main meat of this episode, which is this conversation between Aaron and Reiner, and it is everything I could have wanted it to be, and at the same time, it is very almost minimalistic. Like, not a lot of words are exchanged between the two. It is kind of just like these big overarching statements, but we have spent so much time with these characters that these like short sentences carries so much weight and it carries so much weight to them as well there's this opening shot of barrett holt reiner and annie and they're talking about the man that killed himself and it's like why do you think he told that story and it's like i don't know i think he wanted to be forgiven and then i forget who says it is like i think he wanted to be judged and that's when it cuts to yeah. the Aaron reiner conversation i think it was barrett holt that said I think you wanted to be judged. A couple of things in this scene that I find fascinating is so like we had the conversation before of like if Kruger was Aaron, like is he just chopping his leg off every once in a while? Uh, is he just stabbing his eye every once in a while? Because like he's supposed to be healing. And I feel like we kind of get the vibe from this episode that he has a bit more control over his powers mm -hmm. than when we last saw him. Like, it seems like he is taking that cast off his leg and then telling his leg to heal. And then also, we get the whole little bit of, like, his hand being cut, like, from the get-go when Reiner comes in and Reiner's like, oh, shit, what the fuck? Like, Aaron doesn't do anything after that to, like, you know, eventually turn into the attack titan. He's just, like, is kind of able to do it on command, which I find very interesting, and I want to know exactly why he's able to do that. So if you remember way back in the forest fight in season one with the female titan, they were shocked because she healed her eye oh. and only her eye, um, and yeah, that's yeah, how yeah, she yeah, healed yeah. so quickly. So this is something that's been kind of hinted at before, that when you're exper an experienced Titan shifter, you can kind of direct the healing capabilities. Oh, that's right. And the thing that like really did confuse me most was like him just kind of being able to transform on command. And I wonder if that has something to do with like, because we know you can't transform until you're fully healed. Mm -hmm. So like, I wonder if it's like some weird thing where it's like he fully heals and then like the moment he's fully healed, he can into like a titan yeah this is something i've been really excited for it's just like a small detail but this is something we've never seen before because we've never been in a position where a titan shifter is just going to sit down and talk with someone it's mm -hmm. hostage situation and aaron is holding reiner hostage oh, because yeah aaron is like hey look at this i can transform at any moment but he's not saying that he's just showing the cut on his hand and reiner knows what that means and he's not even holding reiner hostage he is holding this building full of innocent people hostage yeah. which is forcing reiner to stay put but it is also 
interesting that Reiner sees the cut on his hand and then is like, oh, okay, I know he's he can transform if he wants to. Because, like, we haven't seen any other character just kind of, like, transform at will from... No, we have. Kind of? The only thing I can think of that's similar is when Barrett Holt and Reiner are attacked by Mikasa in mm-hmm. back in the episode Warrior, and there's, like, sort of a bit of lag time where they are, like, collecting their thoughts and then they transform from the pain. So, yeah, I don't know. I hope we get more clarification going forward. If not, I can just fucking figure it out myself. <laughs> the evolution of Aaron is so complex here, right? Because we talked about in the last episode how the idea of him just sitting down and having a conversation is in a way like a completion of his character arc at least of his like growing up as a normal human not even normal human being but like a reasonable human being arc yeah no i mean compare this with any other conversation with aaron with the enemy in the past three seasons and it looks nothing like this but then uh, at the same time we have Aaron threatening the lives of like a thousand innocent people while also having this calm conversation. And like the tension here is so fucking brutal because it's it doesn't just like have a, like an opening and then like the conversation is the middle and then an end. It keeps cutting out and cutting back in at like these perfect fucking times. Like when we get new information from somewhere else or like when we get the Galliard and Pia getting dropped into the pit. Like that's we get that at the same moment of Aaron being like those letters were to my comrades, Falco. Also, I find it funny that Falco like Reiner comes down and is like Aaron Yeager. It's been four years. How Aaron? I mean, how? He, he just says Aaron, but yeah. Um, Falco's Falco's sitting there like, huh, just an old friend. And then I love this moment when he starts piecing it together. He's like, wait, how old exactly is he talking? Wait a minute. And that's I love I love when Aaron's like taking off his bandage and his leg starts regenerating. And it's that like exact same face that Aaron makes in Warrior when Reiner takes off his bandage yeah. and starts healing. It is a good moment. However, the fucking flashback that Falco gets putting the puzzle pieces together is literally just Reiner saying Aaron. <laughs> like he doesn't understand that it's Aaron until this moment, and then he has a flashback of Reiner saying Aaron, and he's like, oh, it's Aaron. <laughs> Falco is kind of sad in this scene, though. Yeah. When he's just like, you're just supposed to be friends. Why is this so tense? Reiner has been terrified this entire scene. The conversation is like Aaron basically being like, we're the same person. And like Reiner, he has this like rebuttal where he's like, no, like I am a shit dick person. Like we could have turned around. Um, in fact, like the other two people on our team was telling us to turn around. And I said, uh, 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 let's go in. And like, that's why your mother died. Like, I'm a bad person. Like, kill me. I love this Aaron, like prompting Reiner where he is like, why didn't my mother die? Why didn't my mother die? It's like, because we broke mm-hmm. the walls. And it's like, why would, did you break the walls? Because we had to retrieve the founding Titan and save the world. And Aaron's like, oh, it was to save the world. Then I suppose it was all right. All right. I don't know if. It is just like me unable to like understand a different language, but I personally can't figure out what the tone of that is because I I can't figure out if Aaron is being like 
genuine with what he's saying. And I don't know how much of that just like comes down to the translation, but he says like, okay, you're doing it to save the world. I get it. We're the same. Which goes back to one of my favorite scenes with Armin in season, I think it's in season three. I think we'll be covering it soon in the show. No, we already covered it. It's when Armin is like, we're just different groups, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. we're not fighting like evil right now. We're just fighting people who think a different thing. We're killing each other because we don't agree. Right. And it feels like that's where Aaron is coming from here. But like the ending kind of confused me. And then now how you are framing this stuff is also kind of confusing me. I can't tell if he wants Ryan around his side or not. Because the whole thing is like we're the same person, right? They're the same person because they're both doing these insane things to try to quote unquote save the world, right? Yeah. Help me out here, guys. <laughs> I'm floundering. Do you remember this... Um I think we got it in when Reiner, right before Reiner, like almost kills himself. There's like this shot of Reiner, like reaching out his hand to pick up Aaron and Aaron. He's like, you'll get this, Aaron. Like you can do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then the, we get the parallel of this shot of Aaron reaching down to help Reiner up. Right. Yeah. After Reiner's like, kill me. And he, and he like, and he kind of quote, he quotes Reiner. Reiner's like, we just got to keep moving forward. And Aaron's like, I keep moving forward until all my enemies are destroyed. Which is a lovely, I went, that's a line I've been waiting to hear. But I don't, am I just stupid? Like, I don't understand, like, what the connotation of that is. Like, I don't know if that's being, him being like, fuck you, Reiner, I'm going to kill you. Like, I had this moment of sympathizing with you, but, like, in the end, I need to kill you. Because he has all the stuff about, like, I thought everyone over here were my enemies and were monsters too, but then I lived with them for, like, however many years. Um, and now I'm starting to see that they're just people. But then at the end, he's like, and now I'm going to kill everyone. Yeah. This is something you'll have to take time to understand what Aaron is. Aaron's intentions are not obvious in season four, and that's going to take time to understand. I'll say that now. Okay. Okay, good. Because I felt like I was going crazy. (laughs) My personal thought on it, because like I just rewatched the whole series and I just rewatched all of season four. And like the whole thing seems to be heading towards that, like this whole gray area idea that keeps coming up. And so... I feel like Aaron saying, like, oh, we're, I'm going to kill all the enemies. I feel like maybe this conversation with Reiner is him being like, and those enemies are specifically the government and, like, not you and not the rest of the people here. Like, it's whoever is pulling all the strings above all of this. Because he has, like, seen what a shitty government can do to people with what happened in the walls and, like, specifically, like, politically what happened in season three of the show. So... I don't know. He turns into the fucking Attack Titan and it rules <laughs> while he's shaking Reiner's hand. It's the coolest shit I've ever seen. You just like see the electricity like spark around their hands as they're shaken. And like Reiner has this moment where he like turns around and is like trying to shield Falco. But it seems moot. The whole point seems moot. And Aaron just fucking turns into the Attack Titan, blows through this building, grabs Willie, and like goes to chop him. And that's the end of the episode. And God fucking damn it, it was good. It's a lot to digest. Yeah. I wish I had someone else here with me who hadn't read the manga so <laughs> yeah. I could, like bounce ideas off of them. This is hard because like I want to like help, but like I'm scared to say things. <sighs> yeah, no, it's um I definitely when I first read this and I got to that moment of Falco being like, Reiner, I have an old friend. And I like wasn't even processing the fact that like you know falco's been seeing aaron at this point 
in it because it's mm-hmm. kind of like a side thing and i'm like whatever i'm felt i was like my mind was like on the other warriors like sitting down and the conversation they were having and then yeah. it shows aaron in this basement and i'm like oh and then it shows the cut on aaron's hand and i'm like oh is this really gonna happen right here right now mm-hmm. like really <laughs> aaron yarunda eva kokane <laughs> <laughs> This is another one of the great fucking, like, Attack on Titan, like, subverting your expectations, right? Like, throwing the series in a completely different direction. I thought things were going to explode, but I thought they were going to explode in a more self-contained way that would then, like, expand outwards. But in this episode, we get these bomb drops of, like, hey... Every big military commander is here in this fucking place right now. Willie is declaring war on Aaron Yeager and Paradis right now. And Aaron is also transforming into the attack titan in the middle of all of this right now. And it seems like I don't know where this could go except for just like all out nonstop war in Liberio. Like, I don't know where this could go except for all-out war with Liberio as, like, fucking ground zero for everything that's about to happen. Like, I can't imagine the show, like, switching locations. There's 10 episodes left, like, 11 episodes left? 11 episodes left. And it's like, we've entered the climax, it feels like. Yeah, I will say with that 16-episode number, if they keep moving at... they So, all five episodes have been two chapters per episode. They will finish mm-hmm. at, like, I think what chapter 122 124 and there's 139 Mm. chapters in the manga when it's completed it'll be 139 so this 16 episodes of season four seems really fishy you think there might be like a a stealth season four part two or um season four part three i don't think they'll need that much they'll i think they'll just need a season four part two so season three part two a little fun fact for you was not announced until episode 11 of season three part one aired i think i think it was 11 or 12 it was like literally as soon as like the end of season three part one aired it's like oh by the way season three part two fuck okay so they could be (laughs) playing with our expectations a bit here yeah ah fuck okay because then the the one last big thing i feel like we need to talk about is like magath Yes. And like this whole secret plan with Willie, because I was very convinced in the last episode that their secret plan was, ha we have Aaron Yeager under our pilts. Attack. <laughs> that did not end up being the case. So I guess their secret plan was literally just we're going to reveal the truth about the Titans and then go kill Aaron Yeager. I really thought there was something a little bit more. I don't know if we know the full context at this point. I will say that it's it's indicated in the episode. Malagoth knows something's going on. He's prepared for something to happen because he keeps saying, like, I want anything reported. Literally everything is reported to me. Um, And he's, like, keeping an eye out. He's got all these soldiers just, like, looking around, all this shit. And that's where, where, like, the conflict in me comes in right willie seems dead set on we're going to go destroy parodies and then magath is just up on this roof with a watchful eye out and then when things start going down like he gets a report that galliard and pia are now missing he's like oh so it's begun (laughs) this really cryptic line and it's like what fucking game are you playing dude did you watch the preview for the next episode I did watch the preview for the next episode, but remind me what happened. The title is called Warhammer. The title is called the Warhammer Titan, which I am 
super fucking stoked for because we have not even we haven't even like seen what the fuck the Warhammer Titan looks like. Like I feel like there was a shot of him in the trailer, but I don't remember what he looked like. What? Wait. So what else was in the preview? There was that's, that's pretty much it. I feel like. Oh no! Cause they're like the Attack Titan shows up and slaughters everyone. <laughs> Yeah, Which, I mean, I guess Aaron Yeager is the attack titan versus, like, 200 military generals. He could probably kill them all pretty quickly. <laughs> like, there doesn't seem to be a lot of anti-titan security here, and why would there be, you know? So it's like, Aaron could fucking decimate, like, all of these soldiers from all around the world. Not soldiers, like, these high-ranking military commanders, they say, like, in an instant. Yeah, so they say that, like, all of the, mar- the Marley and... Um, generals are there they've got all the ambassadors from all over the world reporters from all over mm-hmm. the world and that's kind of what the audience is made up of wait i just remembered something that's putting some pieces together in my head what the hell does sullivan think <laughs> there is the little scene with willie and i can't remember her name but it's like the the lady from the eastern country what's, what's he's her a yeah he's a yeah the lady from he's the family's the azumbito family right that sounds azumbito is really a really satisfying word to say. Yeah. Azumbito. Anyways, there's Zumbini. a scene where she goes up to Willie and she has like a little conversation with him. I can't remember exactly what's said, but she like takes off after that. She's like, All right, so we're leaving, everybody. Come on. Yeah, I think I think her exact line is like, and now we leave. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here's what the hell Sullivan thinks. I don't think it would be too surprising for the show to have a character say literally something and then have them actually be doing something completely opposite it seems like willie knows that aaron is coming because he has this conversation with the lady from here's you and he she immediately leaves afterwards, which makes me wonder if there was like some kind of code said between the two where he was like, I like you get the fuck out of here, you know, which would imply that he knows. She does say um, she's the Azumbidu family. Um, I pray at least this is the manga. I don't remember exactly what the anime is, but I pr- I pray that you fulfill your duty without incident. Very much obliged, Miss Kiyomi. Um, and then she's like, now let's leave. And we already know that she is like somebody who is more sympathetic towards Eldians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she protected Udo. Yeah. So I'm kind of at the same place I was at in the last episode, which is just there are so many moving pieces at this point and like so many moving pieces. Like we don't even know the intentions of our main fucking character that we've been following since season one at this point. And Reiner's so conflicted. We don't even know what's been what's going on with him, even though we've been with him for the last five episodes. Like there's so many moving parts. Everything is so complicated. I'm just waiting for a moment that everything comes together and I'm like, oh, this is what's happening. And like, even now with this big like reveal, this big like climactic moment, I still don't feel like I understand what's coming next. And I'm so fucking stoked. But I feel like there is some insane 4D chess going on right now (laughs) between like the main minds that I just cannot even comprehend. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um, a little thing i wanted to talk about was the dub came out today did you guys watch any of the dub i don't think i have anything i could watch the dub on and i feel like pirating it right now so (laughs) i hopped onto youtube and i searched like 
season four dub. And it, someone posted this scene just where like Reiner is airdropping into the like walls of the one place in the Fort first episode. saliva, yeah. And it it was kind of bizarre to hear the American voice actors coming from the new animation. I don't know why, but it just didn't feel as right to me as it should have. I'm kind of excited to watch the whole episode and see how I feel afterwards. But just from that scene, I kind of felt like it wasn't really doing the original justice, which is strange because I really fucking like the dub of this show. I feel like I have to watch the whole dub to start watching the season four dub because I'm not familiar with their voices at all yet. Like I said, I only watched the scene with Reiner and what I'm most excited to see is like who they got to play the like new characters. And so I'm pretty stoked to to watch that. One thing I will close this episode on is I remember when I first read it and I saw the transformation, something that really confused me was I'm like, when did Mr. Kruger get the attack Titan? And so (laughs) I'm hoping we get to touch on that later. Wait, what? Oh, are you being an asshole? I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you both. Yeah, and how did Reiner meet Mr. Kruger? Why does he think he's Aaron? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, how do you how do you guys think um the episodes like how would you rank them so far? Like what what's been your favorite episode? I mean, my favorite episode is when we first get like a view of like the internment zone when like Gabby goes home. And I think my favorite scene so far entirely has been when Reiner is recollecting his time in Paradise and it's that slow Dolly's zoom kind of into his face as he's like mm-hmm. remembering all these things and he's like this that uh, we saw the, this fucking simple-minded fool and other people who would follow him. Yeah. And he's like... Eating <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> not even sharing the bigger half. <laughs> so, yeah, that's Midnight Train. That's the second episode. Probably the one I like least was the first one. Really? Because I was going to say the first was my favorite. But it's still a fucking good episode, so I can't I can't even say I didn't like yeah. it. I liked it the least, but that I still fucking enjoyed it. I think two has been the most interesting because it's the one where from the first episode, you're like, okay, we're hanging out with Reiner. This could be like a, we go back and forth between the two groups sort of thing. The second episode is when it really peels back the curtain and is like, no, you are sticking with these characters who you have never met before for the like foreseeable future. And it like, it's, you're now just hanging out in like the mainland of the world and it's like it's kind of like a Wizard of Oz moment. So I might have to agree. I might have to agree that the second episode is my favorite. I was gonna say the first because I rewatched the action sequence of Reiner just fucking tearing through <laughs> that like military fort, and that whole thing is awesome. But I, I yeah, the second episode kind of rules. <laughs> I know it's also particularly weird for me because like you know I went I rewatched season three part two and i'm like oh i haven't gotten caught up with the manga in a while i'll do that and you know i open up chapter 90 or 91 and i'm like ah okay this seems to be i see you know there's Aaron looking at the ocean the next chapter must be the new chapter and then it just opens mm-hmm. on like falco in the war zone and i'm like yeah what what the fuck and then it's like a couple pages in, and i'm like okay we're in marley now <laughs> and then you're just with them and then it's just mm-hmm. like that doesn't change it's such a cool shift and it, it makes you forget about our main cast and hit their like entire plan for everything. I know. I and mean, you still think of yeah. them, but like they're not the forefront anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I ha- can say favorite episode without thinking about it. I know some moments that have really stuck out to me that like 
were a million times one up than like the anime where particularly this flash where Reiner's hanging out at the docks with like the children. Oh, and there's yeah. like that moment where it like literally just cuts to silence. I've never like, we've gotten like a lot of moments in this show where there's no music. It's just silence, but I don't think we've ever gotten just like an abrupt cut to silence in the middle of like a soundtrack like that. And that yeah. was like such an intense moment. And then the festival really stood out to me of just like with the music and the people like doing all of their different acts. And it was, it was definitely oh, way, yeah. way different seeing it animated than reading it. I just rewatched that scene again too. And I love like the, just the little shots of like the clown on stilts, like walking <laughs> around and like the dude with like the fondue cheese thing. Like, yeah, that that's fucking wonderful. Yeah. The shot of him like holding his hand out. That's another midnight train moment too. Oh, one more thing I, I did want to say, and this is just a brief thing. The fucking music track that plays during the trailer is the coolest music track of all time, and it's also what's playing during their, like, raid on that fort, um, and that's probably why I like it so much. It's such a cool song, and it's, like, it has the similar, like, instrumentation and then, like, vocals that the old stuff has from the first three seasons, but it's new. It's, like, totally fresh. It's shit we haven't heard before, and it's, like, impressive that they've been able to, like, have these new themes that work just as well as the old stuff and is reminiscent of it while still being its own thing. Uh, which is kind of cool for that like tone shift. Yeah, like speaking of that, during Willie's speech, we hear a song oh, that we fuck yeah. we heard before. Fuck yeah, we do. <laughs> when he's talking about the Titans in the walls, and it plays the da na 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 whatever that is. We get a lot of yeah. There's a lot of familiar tracks in this one. Glyphs, yeah, but it's like slower and remixed, and it's like mm-hmm. it's like my I got goosebumps all over because I'm like oh fuck. I can't wait when the action starts and we start hearing like the songs we heard before during the action. I know, yeah, but like it's slightly be so different. Exciting. <laughs> um, yeah, that was like w- the couple moments I really fucking giggled like a baby was like when, like the big one was when Aaron was like, "I was sending the letters to my comrades," and I was like, <laughs> "Fuck yeah, you were, baby." <laughs> <laughs> and then like hearing that music from the first couple seasons come in after like a whole season of just having holy original music i was like giggling like a madman i liked when willie tiber talked about the transgressions of the potato girl monstrosity that lives in paradise <laughs> why we have to conquer it to protect our potatoes <laughs> he didn't talk about why don't you get very obvious bits Sasha Blouse. <laughs> okay, because that's it's if you had said like Reiner had had a dramatic breakdown scene where he referenced that, I wouldn't have believed you. So kind of everything goes at this point. Anyways, bye. Thank you all for listening to Tea Time with Titans Extras. Uh, I know we have a lot of new listeners right now, so if this is your first time at the podcast, welcome. This is kind of like a companion show to our main show, which is a rewatch of the entire series, which we're doing with our friend who has never seen the show before. Uh, you can find that show at tea time with titans if you want to follow us on social media it is at tea time with titans on instagram and at tea time titans on twitter please leave us a rating it helps us out a ton lets us know what we can improve on and what we should keep doing the same and until next week hasta la vista babies